Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Grace, and I am so stoked because, in case you haven't heard, today is Library Workers Day, and in fact, it's Library Week all week long. So the celebration will continue, but today we're celebrating by having a little chat with the one and only Nico Archangel, who is a library technician at the Richmond Public Library and currently the chair of Virginia Library Association's LGBTQI plus forum. So Nico, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So before we get started, Nico, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, him, please. Nico, would you mind just letting our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Sure. I've got experience in archives, interlibrary loan, youth services, and circulation so far. But of course, it being a library, there's always more to learn. And I'm very much an activist for accessibility in libraries, as well as making sure libraries are safe places for both queer and BIPOC staff, as well as patrons. Yes. Thank you so much. That's awesome. So just a little bit of context for our listeners, um, Christina and I had the opportunity to connect with Nico at the Queer and Trans Author Expo event here in Richmond, and we basically wanted to be your best friends ever since. So I'm super excited to get to talk to you today. So let's get into the interview. Nico, how long have you been with the Richmond Public Library? I've been with Richmond Public Library for four years. Um, I started out part-time in the children's department here at Maine, and then a few months in, I got uh, snagged over to the West End branch, and I got full-time over there since then. Awesome. That's cool. What kind of led you down this career path? No joke. I literally wanted to be a librarian since I was in the second grade. Just absolutely loved reading. That's so cool. I would help out my school librarian, like making sure all the books are in order. They've got to be alphabetical and do decimal. Like, <laughs> I, I just thought it was the best thing ever and absolutely loved reading. And so I started off volunteering at my local library and working my way up, worked in my college library, worked at, at this library, this part of archives, because I grew up with my dad doing genealogy. And so that's very tied to history and libraries. It's the best thing ever. And one of these days, I will get my master's degree so that I can earn that capital L a librarian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man, I know you'll do that. So it sounds like your position, at least with Richmond Public Library, has kind of changed a bit over the years. I'm interested to hear kind of what that transition looked like and if you could describe a day at work four years ago versus what a day at work now kind of looks like. Sure, I can do that. Whenever I was hired in the children's department, I was their nights and weekends person. And so I'd be coming in when most of the main staff was getting ready to go home, and then I'd have the late shift three or four hours at a time. Rarely saw anybody, 
uh, just got to have fun playing at the books, looking at the new things that come in. I wrote pretty often for the blog uh, early days because I'm like, I'm sitting here. There's no no shelving I can do. There's nothing else. I'm like, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to write about it kind of thing. Today, though, it looks very different from the full time. First thing in the morning, we always get there roughly an hour before we open do our registers for the day, uh, we print off a holds list, so that's the items people have requested in the in the last 24 hours that are at our branch. And so we go through the whole building trying to find all these books. The list can be anywhere from 2 to 15 pages long, depending on the day. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so do you kind of have an idea of what your day is going to look like before you go in, or is it a bit of a mystery? Um, if it's coming back after a holiday, we know it's going to be busy. If it's a really nice day outside, we don't have as many people coming in. So one of those rainy, drizzly days, we get a lot of families coming in. We've got a, the West End branch has like a little uh, puzzle and Lego table. Parents will bring their kids in and they'll spend 45 minutes to an hour, if not all day, there instead of going to the park or whatever on a Saturday. We get the outside book drop in the morning before we open and again in the afternoon just before we close. And... Uh, as we start off the day, we've got a desk schedule, and so like usually no more than two hours at a time on the desk. But the desk can consist of answering the phones, helping patrons check out, keeping an eye on the self-checkout station, helping people on the computers, opening the doors for people in the study room. And then when we're not on desk, we've got extracurricular type programs. So if we're getting ready, like I'm going to be doing a book art program coming up, and so I've got to like make sure all my demos are ready and make sure I have all the books I need and all the materials. The children's librarians looking around for this material for that program or this or the other. So there's a lot of off-desk work that happens that a lot of people don't see. Yeah, I bet. What would you say is like the aspect of your job that you love the most? Besides my fantastic immediate co-workers, like, I would not be as happy in the job as if, I, if it wasn't for them, they're like, we're a really good, cohesive group. I like that no two days are going to be the same. There's always something a little bit different, a, a little bit intriguing, interesting going on. Like, I'm never really going to be bored <laughs> at the library. Even if I'm just sitting at the desk, I can be writing blogs. I can be uh, researching because someone asked me about what kind of books are like this author? Well, let's find out kind of thing. So I, I like that flexibility of days and how it's every day is a new adventure. So kind of the flip side of that question, uh, what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? That was the question I had the hardest time thinking about. I think I would say managing patron expectations uh, because sometimes they come into the library and they think that we're going to do everything for them. Like we're gonna sit down at the computer next to them, type in their passwords, fill out their resume, submit the job application, or like something to that effect because someone else in another thing that doesn't come to the library says, oh yeah, go to the library, they'll do that for you. Right. We can help you get on, but we can't handhold. And some people really do need that step-by-step -step help and because we're having to do so many things, we can't always get that help. And it's frustrating because we can see the need, but we aren't able to fill up because there's never enough of us at any one time to meet every need. So it sounds like you've wanted to be working at a library basically your whole life. But once you really got into it, were there any aspects 
of working at a library that surprised you or that you think might surprise people? I don't know if it's a surprise per se, but one of the most fascinating things um, that I think about working at the library is access to books before they're published, advanced reader copies, whether they're digital or physical. I think that's one of the uh, the best like little perks about working at a library is read a book before it comes out, and that way you're like, hey, this one's really good. You get to read. You should read this yeah. one. Or you like fantasy? Have I got the book for you? Kind of thing. That's so fun. Get a little sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like I get to help build the excitement, and it was just like being a part of the process and make helping people enjoy reading. Yeah. In what ways do libraries positively impact the community? Well, so many different ways. We are warm places when it gets cold. We're cooling stations when it gets hot. People can come into the library for as many hours during the day that we're open, and there's no expectation of spending any money while you're here. You can just exist. Yeah. Can't go to sleep, but you can exist. So we're help for transient people, someone that might not have anyone in their family to talk them through a difficult thing online. We can help them figure it out. We, we have notaries on staff at all of our branches, and so we're able to help people notarize things. Some branches only get about 10 in a month, but some branches do 150 notaries in a month. So that's obviously something the public uses often. We give community spaces for different people to host programs. If someone wants to make friends doing a crocheting club, they can book the meeting room every third Saturday and like, hey, this is now a crochet group. Come on and join us. Kind yeah. of thing. There's all kinds of networking and community building. Um, at our branch, we have movies. We show matinees every Tuesday, pop our own popcorn. And for so many people after end up, they thank us like, thank you so much. We don't have to go to a movie theater and spend this much on a ticket and this much on popcorn. And I have something I'm looking forward to every week. And that's the only day they get out of their house. And the library is that community for them. So what can the community do to support libraries? Two big things, getting a library card and walking in the building. So getting that library card, that's a statistic uh, that our board and foundation are looking at, like how many uh, library cards do we have versus how many people are in the population. And we have door count every day, like how many people walked in and out of our door. There's not that many or we've got so much, we need to put more programs here. Let us know what kind of programs you want to see if there's nothing that's there for you. Mm -hmm. Pre-COVID, there was a group that met at like a, a pub to do trivia kind of thing, but it was led by the library. Cool. So it's just like, get a library card, visit the library. That way it shows everybody. We have the statistics to say, yes, the library is important. That makes total sense. So I know that um, Richmond Public Library has a volunteer program. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. You can uh, apply either online or in person. You can specify which branch you want to work at or just say any of them. Our person in charge of the volunteer will give specific jobs if you don't know what you want to do. Or say you're a grandparent and you miss your grandkids, so you want to do a story time kind of thing. We can help facilitate that through the volunteer program. There's uh, weeding our shelves to make sure we have room for new things. 
shelving all the new things. There's different projects and events, um, unboxing items that come in from publishers. Like there's so many things to do that people can volunteer and help with. Our um, book sale that happens uh, twice a year. It's always exciting. There's always a rush. And every time afterwards on social media, look at all these books I got for just this much. And it's so cool. And it all comes from either donations or things that were weeded out of our collection is all the book sale is. And it does a lot to help the library. And a lot of our money comes from those that book sales now. Yeah, the book sale is one of my favorite things, I got to say. <laughs> Teens can volunteer if they need hours for schools. I know some schools require a certain a number of volunteer hours. We can do that. Uh, the only thing our volunteer hours can't do is be like court-ordered, mandated thing. We can't work with that one. Oh, I see. But yeah, there's, there's lots of uh, volunteer options and things that can help any branch. So any final thoughts you have on the importance of libraries? If I can plug a post I wrote for the library recently. Yeah, please. It's called Library Myths. I narrowed down like 15 different myths that people in general say about libraries. And I showed how that's not all of our libraries. Like libraries aren't just for kids. They aren't quiet places where you're going to be shushed if you start talking louder than a whisper. We don't have just books and the library card doesn't cost any money. Librarians don't get to read all day, even though we would very much like to. <laughs> Richmond specifically, there are so many counties that we give free library cards to. It's not just people living in the city of Richmond. It's Hopewell, Petersburg, Williamsburg, Chesterfield, Goochland, Hanover, Powhatan, Prince George. They can all get a free library card at Richmond Public Library. Another important thing specifically about Richmond is we got rid of our late fees back just before COVID oh. started. It wasn't helping. The late fees were going to the city. We might see 5% of it. It wasn't helping the library. But once we got rid of it, more people and more items started coming back to the library because there was no longer that financial worry about coming in. They're not going to be hounded for this much money because sometimes things happen and books and items get lost. So I yeah. like knowing that like we only charge if items are lost or damaged now. If you find it and it's good, we're golden. You don't have to, anything to worry about anymore. Bring it back any old time. Yeah. Nice. That's excellent. Great. Well, thank you so much, Nico. As we wrap up, I wanted to give you the opportunity to plug anything you'd like, social media accounts, personal projects. Is there anything you'd like to share? If uh, you're a social media person, follow Richmond Public Library as well as the Virginia Library Association's LGBTQIA forum. We're doing uh, a lot in the forum. It starts off for like people who work in libraries, but we also uh, do things for the general public, and it's all across the state, not just Richmond-specific, the forum. Awesome. Yeah, and I can list those handles in the show notes. So look there for those. Yay. Thank you again so much for coming on the pod today, Nico. I had so much fun chatting with you and celebrating you and all the library workers. And I just want to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much. Uh, libraries work because we do. And that's how you book. 
This episode was transcribed and edited by me, Grace Ball. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying transcription and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.